No purple songs can fly? Welcome to our program, produced by the Children in Treatment at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. Our program is about great music made by some terrific young talents. Now, here are the hosts of Purple Songs Can Fly. Hello and welcome to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Network. I am your host, Zachary Taplin, and this show will again be uh, me solo. Uh, Emily and uh, Dominic will be back very soon. Um, and today we're going to be talking with Miss Carol Heron, the Arts and Medicine Coordinator at Texas Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show. Who's that? And uh, we've, we've already done an interview once, but just yes. in case someone has not heard that show, uh, what is the Arts and Medicine program? Uh, what is your role in the program? And, and kind of uh, briefly, kind of what does it do in the hospital? Well, the Arts and Medicine program is available for all of the children that we see in the Cancer and Hematology Center. It's a program that's not just for patients, but it's for siblings as well. And it's a place where they can be exposed to all different types of art, from music, like Purple Songs Can Fly, right. to visual arts, dance, theater, creative movement, all different types of creative outlets. And it's um, through this program we bring in all different types of arts organizations and artists and volunteers who share their time and talent with our patients and give our kids and their brothers and sisters a way to express themselves through art, an opportunity to have some sense of control during their day. You know, when a kid's in the hospital, they're you know, everything is out of their control. They're told what they can do, where they can go, and when they're participating in an art program, they have some opportunity to have a little bit of control, even if that means telling us no that they don't want to participate. At least they exactly. have some <laughs> control in that moment. Um, we also want to give children, patients, and siblings an opportunity to be on a level playing field because there's a lot of imbalance in a family when there's a child with a diagnosis that is kind of life-changing for the family. These art programs give the patients and the siblings a way to be treated equally. Mm. We tell our volunteers and our artists that come in that they don't even need to know who the patient or who the sibling is because they're going to treat them like children first. So it's a program that enriches their lives, gives them some outlets, some opportunities to have some control, and exposes them to types of arts that they may not otherwise even be exposed to. And you talked a little bit about you know, volunteers coming in and offering their time, and um, obviously some more integrated programs like Purple Sons Can Fly. Uh, what are some of the ways um, that arts and medicine is integrated into the hospital? Like, how, how, how does this get integrated into the children's care? Right. We have um, programs that take place in our outpatient clinic every day of the week. We also have artists and programs that go to our inpatient unit and work with children at bedside. We have programs that are on our bone marrow transplant unit and in their little outpatient clinic on our bone marrow transplant unit. So we have things like creative writing. Uh, we have puppetry that goes to bedside with children, arts and crafts and visual arts at bedside. We have a digital photography program that can go to bedside. We wow. work with a group here in Houston called Aurora Picture Show that does stop action animation. We do that in the yeah. clinic. So it's just a wide variety of different types of art. You never know what's going to make a difference, you know, what a child's going to connect with. Like, 
with you, it was music and creative writing. Right. But, right. you know, with some other child, it may be the photography or it may be jewelry making. And so we're offering a wide variety of activities because you never know what a child's going to say. This is something I really like. I've never done. I want to, you know, keep doing this or it's just a way for them to escape. And we also let parents participate if they like. So there are opportunities for parents to work side by side with their child if they choose to. That's wonderful. And I, I can recall from my experience, uh, just kind of briefly for our listeners, that, um, you know, I, at first I, I uh, scoffed at the idea of being involved in anything outside of my chair. You know, I was so scared at the beginning. And then, you know, as I became more comfortable in the environment, I really enjoyed being a part of these programs, the Purple Songs and the Creative Writing, uh, because I found it as a really helpful outlet in um, an environment I felt comfortable in to, to uh, kind of let out those feelings. So, um for personally, for me, I think this program makes a huge, huge impact on the on lives of every child in treatment. Um, and just just for our listeners, uh, what is your uh, role in in this program? Well, I coordinate the program, so I work with all the community arts organizations like the Symphony and the Museum of Fine Arts and the groups that come in on a regular basis. I coordinate them coming in, making sure their artists are trained and the artists have the support that they need to do their job effectively in the hospital. And the same with the volunteers. We aren't looking for healthcare professionals. We're not a therapy program. We don't bring in art therapists or music therapists. We bring in musicians and artists. So we need to give them the support to do their job. So we need to make sure they're comfortable in the environment. We're kind of like art hostesses. We make sure they have everything they need to be effective in the environment. So I do all that coordination of schedules and all the training of the artists. And I also work with patients as well and kind of get to know some of the kids that we have. That's great. That's great. Okay, so now we're, we're a little bit kind of caught up from last time. I am super, super curious how did you uh, get your job? How, how did you rise um, to this kind of ultimate coordinating role with all, this, all these different artists and run all these different programs? I've always felt that art can make a difference in the quality of people's lives. My undergraduate degree is in dance and my master's degree is in recreation therapy. So I started my career working in psychiatric settings using all types of creative arts from music and dance to theater, creative writing to give people. And then in that environment, we were really working on goals, working on getting people to express themselves, to set goals and to work towards goals by completing projects, but using arts in a healing way. And I kind of worked out of that into healthcare administration and um, really felt there was this void and I really missed working with the artists and in the arts and seeing the difference that it could make in the lives of the people experiencing those art programs. So when I heard Texas Children's Cancer Center was looking at developing an arts and medicine program, I came knocking at their door and was very persistent (laughs) and they hired me, oh gosh, almost 18 years ago now. And I started out part-time, and within a few months, the position became full-time. And um, early on, we were seeing about 120 children a month, making about 120 contacts a month. Now we're averaging over 1,000 contacts a month. Uh, And the contact may be the same child participating in several different activities, but um, the program has grown tremendously. So uh, how have you, what, in 18 years, how how quickly has the program grown? I mean, I I know since I started becoming involved um, in the hospital probably around 2008 and 2009, it was already pretty robust, but I've seen um, many different new programs just constantly get expanded and added. 
Um, so since you know your start, how, how has it kind of evolved? Well, we've tried to build relationships with volunteers that are generous with their time and talent who come in on a regular basis to provide arts and diversional activities with kids. But one of the strengths of this program, and I think being based in a large city, this helps, but we've developed some really strong partnerships with programs that exist in the community. Like I mentioned, the Museum of Fine Arts, Young Audiences of Houston, Writers in the Schools, and then programs have developed since we've been here, like Purple Songs Can Fly. But all of these programs who have an expertise in some art area, we've built these relationships with them, and many of them have been coming in over 10 years. Mm. And they're here on a regular basis. And um, having those relationships grow has really helped our program become very strong. That is uh, super interesting, and I really want to talk about some of these uh, specifics of some of these programs uh, when we get back uh, from our break. So uh, during this break, we're going to be playing a song by uh, Simran, um, Always Remembering, and she wrote this when she was seven years old. Some birds soaring through the sky, imagination in its head, moving through the wind, running off to excitement, always remembering its adventures, never getting lost. a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world. Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. 
keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Hello, and welcome back to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Network. Uh, this is your host, Zachary Tadlin, and we're going to continue our uh, conversation with Ms. Carol Heron about um, the Con Arts and Medicine program. Now, we've talked about this a little bit before. We've talked a lot about Purple Songs Can Fly and the kind of rise of that. Some things we haven't talked about that I'm interested in are um, some specific programs and other programs that might target um, other people outside of the target audience of patients and, and their families. Uh, one thing I had kind of recently heard about a little bit and I'm curious about is the uh, Care for the Caregiver uh, conference and program, uh, which focuses a little bit more on those who give care to these children. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Like, what is it? You know, what does it do? Yeah. Well, caring for the caregiver is kind of a concept under the broad umbrella of the arts and medicine movement across the country. Some hospitals really put a lot of emphasis on caring for the caregiver, and their arts and medicine program offers programs for the staff, uh, for adults as well as children. Here at Texas Children's, my program here in the Cancer Center is very much focused on the patients. But we are doing and have offered some programs for parents and for the staff caregivers as well. We also are involved in a conference here at Texas Children's Hospital. It's a spirituality conference, and we do a whole segment every other year when this conference comes to town where we use arts as... um, the modality in a caring for the caregiver workshop and it generally in that conference we incorporate all different types of art um, Anita frequently does a music component we may use movement visual arts uh, and doing a whole workshop on giving these professional chaplains from hospitals and nurses and other types of caregivers that come to this conference some skills to take care of themselves so the whole concept is really helping caregivers take care of themselves so that they can continue providing care. And, and we know that in nursing there is a really high rate of burnout when nurses work with a population where there is loss or you know there, it's a difficult patient population to work with. So giving them ways to handle that grief and loss so that they can continue working is, is really important. And I think one thing you mentioned that um, I think is super, super critical, too, um, you mentioned how some of these target the uh, parents, too, because, you know, sometimes you forget that, uh, you know, when the children are not in the hospital, their parents are always there as a caregiver, mm-hmm. and it, it's a super, super hard on them, too. What is a, um, and this is just personal curiosity, what, what is a pro, uh, one of these caring for the caregiver uh, programs for parents look like? Well, uh, there is a retreat that we do once a year for families, and one part of that involves a date night for parents, where we have the kids go off and do, we have pizza and games for the kids, but for the parents, we do things like, we'll put a little deck of cards with questions on the table, so that the parents can just sit and talk and kind of conversation starters for Mm. the parents. And we might have music and just a nice, like a candlelit dinner, but provide something that these parents don't frequently have an opportunity to do because if they have a sick child, that takes up all of their resources, both financial but t- and time, and gives them an opportunity just to be together. 
We also invite parents to participate in some of our art activities, and we found things like beading activities that are very focused, where you have to just kind of really concentrate on what you're doing, really are things that parents enjoy doing. We've offered some crochet workshops for parents, mm -hmm. things like that, that they've really enjoyed. So, so you've noticed that different activities kind of resonate with different um, groups. Yes, yes. Uh, for what, are, what are some of the... Um, Activities that would respond like more like younger patients or slightly older patients would respond. I'm, I'm just this is super super interesting. Well, I didn't know there was a huge like variation. It's cool. Well, we know that the younger kids really like very tactile things. They want to do arts and crafts. So that's you know we spend a lot of time because that's the biggest part of our population. Um, we see lots of very young children, so we do a lot of arts and crafts. Then we really gear our activities. We try to select some activities that are geared towards our older patients, like creative writing and the songwriting program. Mm. It's harder to engage the older patients. They bring all their own electronics. They tend to be a little more isolated and kind of shut down and really don't want to become part of the hospital milieu. They don't want to get as involved. They want to do what they have to do and leave. So it's a little harder to engage the older kids. So That's we very try, true. <laughs> we really try to pick some activities that will work with them. But talking about caring for the caregiver, we recently did a really neat thing. It was the first time we did this, and it was with our Purple Songs Can Fly program, provided a staff appreciation concert. And that was oh, wow. really amazing and very, very special. So uh, what, what took place at the staff appreciation concert? We had about eight kids come in and some different musicians came in to accompany them and they performed their song and we did it at the end of the workday so that the staff weren't trying to hear a song and work at the same time. We offered refreshments and set up a real nice kind of theater seating type area in the clinic and the kids performed their songs and had an opportunity to thank the staff for what they had done for them. It was incredibly powerful. There were um, about there were about 112 people, if, if I remember correctly, who came to hear the performance. And there were tears of joy in the eyes of the nurses and the doctors and parents. And even some of the singers got choked up when they performed because it was so so powerful. It was a beautiful thing to be a part of. That, that's, um, goodness, that, that's an incredible program. I, I know that uh, several different children I've talked to have either written songs for their doctors or favorite nurses or even just their treatment staff in general, being very, in a very huge, thankful way. And I also know that, um, at least back in my day, you know, when the, when the little um, room was kind of segmented, that there's a huge curiosity among the staff. And it's great to kind of build those bonds between the program and the staff mm -hmm. so they really see that kind of output. It gave them an opportunity to see what the program does because they don't ever see the whole picture, just a CD or walk by the studio as a kid is recording. But to see the child perform mm -hmm. their song was beautiful. Uh, and I don't know if you're 100% aware of this, will there be another uh, kind of staff appreciation day in the future? We're hoping to make it an annual event. It was so well received. We, we hope to do it again. That would be absolutely Absolutely wonderful. I think that would be great. And we're going to continue our conversation uh, with Miss uh, Carol Heron about the arts and medicine programs. When we get back from our break, we have a song by uh, Mr. Jared, who was 12 years old when he wrote this song. Uh, I call her Mama. Personality, I, I always know how much she cares for me. 
Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel.
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Hello and welcome back to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Network. This is your host, Zachary Taplin, and I'm here with Ms. Carol Heron about the Arts and Medicine program. We, we talked a little bit in the last segment about uh, the kind of care for the caregiver uh, aspect of the program. Uh, now I want to talk about another aspect of the program we didn't really talk about last time that I find interesting, which is the kind of Making a Mark program and uh, the Splendid Review off of that. So could, uh, could you give kind of an um, overview of these programs? Sure. Making a Mark is a visual art show. It's sponsored by the Periwinkle Foundation, and it's an annual show. It opens every September. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month along with Sickle Cell Month. So uh, to bring awareness to those illnesses, uh, we open the art show every September, and we show about 350 pieces of art that have been created by our patients, their siblings, as well as kids from around the world. This year, in the show that will open this September, we have art that has been sent to us from Russia, Botswana, Peru, and Brazil, in addition to the artwork of our own kids. And we have wow. right at 350 pieces of art. So once that show opens, it's really a celebration of these children. So it's a big party when we have the opening. We have a big event with um, arts and crafts and kind of an unveiling. And we have a lot of guests that come to that. And we really try to get the children, the actual artists, to come to the event. And then um, that show hangs here at the hospital for a month. And then parts of it go on tour. And generally about 100 pieces at a time go to different locations. Um, some of our biggest venues are the airports here in Houston. And when the mm. art hangs at the airports, uh, we get lots and lots of feedback. One of the things that's kind of unique about this art show is when it travels, we have these things that are called postcards from the road that travel with it. So they give people seeing the art an opportunity to write a note to the child. Oh, okay. So they, they're blank postcards and the art has a little number on it and so the person can put a little note to child who did the art 116 
they can write them a note, they put it in a little receptacle that we have wherever the art's being shown, and then we have volunteers that go through, read the postcards, address them, and they're mailed out to the kids. Last year alone, we sent out over 6,000 postcards to wow. kids. Wow, that, and that's them. from the 100 uh, pieces in the airport? That Well, yes, we have 100 in the airport, we might have 100 in the art gallery, so we have small shows that go all over. Here in Houston and other cities, it's been to Japan twice. It's been to um, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Louisiana, and different little groups of it go to different venues. And wherever it travels, people can write postcards to the kids. That's really great. Well, what, what's the response you get back from the kids themselves when they start getting all these postcards from people that like their art? Like They love them. It's the kids, um, well, you know, we don't get much real mail anymore. We get junk mail and bills. So when you get a personal note, it's really very special. And so people will send us pictures of their kids, like with all these postcards spread out in front of them. Mm. Or they'll put them all on the refrigerator and send us a picture of all these postcards on, on the refrigerator. We also have, and, and you know, you all know this that work in, in cancer and hematology, that we do lose children occasionally. And sometimes those families have shared their art with us, and so a child who's passed away might have art in the show, and it means a lot mm-hmm. to those families. They tell us that it's very meaningful for them to get postcards where people have written something about their child's artwork, and for those families to know that their child is still touching people is very powerful. So um, we've been very, very proud of that program and want to continue it. The postcards that we get are amazing. Just a little story of one postcard um, that came from the airport. Uh, It must have been a soldier coming back from Iraq because he went and bought a a card. And instead of just writing on the little postcards we had, he put one of his patches off of his uniform in the card and wrote to the child explaining what the patch meant and about being, you know, a hero and that this child was a hero and it had touched his life and he included his patch in that card to a child and it's just really amazing when you read the postcards that people write to these children and we know that these kids are touching people's lives that that is absolutely incredibly powerful i can only imagine the impact on that child you know that that to get that kind of feedback for someone outside of the hospital mm-hmm. outside of his family and to know that people are there for him yeah. or her you know that that's yeah. that's incredible yeah. and and just that personal connection that you can get you know is pretty special and how is the Splendid Review tied to this project? Or is it? You know, What, what is the Splendid Review? Um, well, the Splendid Review is an anthology that we publish three times a year. It's the poetry is compiled. The poetry is written in our creative writing program through Writers in the Schools, which is also a program sponsored by the Periwinkle Foundation. And then we publish these anthologies. We happen to always have a new issue available when the Making a Mark art exhibit opens. So that's kind of a connection. And if a child does want to put creative writing in the art show, they're welcome to do so. But they're programs that kind of work hand in hand under that arts and medicine umbrella. And um, like, like I mentioned earlier, we want to give children as many opportunities to express themselves as possible because you never know what's going to be the thing that's, you know, that turns it around for that child that says, you know, I'm good at this. This is an outlet for me. This gives me a way to cope. This is something I want to do the rest of my life. And I can only imagine the impact of, of on a child who, who makes a, a painting and puts their really heart and soul into it, and it gets this feedback, and it gets this unveiling, and it gets this, this 
communication from people that see their art. I mean, that must be incredible. Yeah. We always have a photographer at the Making a Mark opening. And whenever um, an artist comes, the child, the children that are artists, they wear a badge that says artist. And so we um. get every child that is at the show photographed with their artwork, standing next to it, pointing out their artwork. And it creates such a beautiful photo gallery because you can see the joy and the pride that these children take in their artwork. And, you know, it gives them an opportunity. I mean, we know these kids are all amazing and that they're winners and that they're, you know, very gifted, talented children. But it gives them an opportunity to share that with the rest of the world. Exactly. I think sometimes, you know, in the hospital situation, you know, people get caught up in their care and they have to be. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to kind of get out there and express themselves to other people. That's just absolutely a beautiful, beautiful program. I think it's important. And I think the arts remind us that there are more to these children than just their disease mm-hmm. or what we're treating them for. We saw this in the Purple Songs Can Fly appreciation staff appreciation concert we see it in making a mark that people um that these children are more than we give them credit for and we want to give them an opportunity to share all of the aspects of their lives and their talents and their interests with the world and i can't tell you how happy i am that this program is an annual thing and it continues every year to touch more and more children because I, I can only imagine the positive just wave that this would have in their lives And I really want to talk more about these uh, programs when we get back from our break. Um, During the break, we're going to play the Purple Songs Can Fly theme song by myself when I was 15. So please uh, be merciful, but uh, enjoy, and uh, we'll be right back. Could it be true that us 
of fame how about four times that every single week it's the fame game listen as maddie rose who is up and coming in the world of fame brings you fame from all walks of life you'll hear from doctors teachers mentors life heroes as well as those in the fields of acting movies music and more who knows you might be the next one maddie rose talks to on the air listen for the fame game every wednesday at 5 p.m pacific time 8 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel Listen, the later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids channel. To find out more about our program, please visit the website at purplesongscanfly.org. Now, back to our show. Welcome back to Purple Songs Can Fly on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Zachary Tavlin, and we're going to continue with our conversation with the uh, Ms. Carol Heron, the Arts and Medicine uh, Program Director at Texas Children's Hospital, um, about the Arts and Medicine Program. I'm really curious. We talked a lot about... Uh, these huge, really impactful, kind of year-long culmination events. Um, I'm kind of curious what kind of an average day in the life of an arts and medicine director is. Well, one of the things I like about my job is there are no two days that are alike. They're all very different. Um, Some days I get to work with kids in the clinic or go see kids at bedside. A lot of the time I am coordinating uh, upcoming events, like the art show. We happen to have Making a Mark, like I talked about our big art show, but we do other little art 
projects as well. We're going to do a Halloween exhibit at a downtown office building here in Houston. Mm -hmm. We always do a ho winter holiday exhibit at City Hall. So I'm frequently working on these smaller visual exhibits that we have that travel. I love working with some of the outside arts organizations. So uh, when we have a new partnership or a new artist that's come on board, I like to do some training with them. But one of the things that I love about my job is that I know we make a difference with these children, but I think that we also make a difference to these artists in their lives. And so I want to ensure that we give them the tools for them to be successful. So I want to help train them and get them comfortable in doing their job. I also work with lots of volunteers. I work with high school kids and college students and adult volunteers as well. So I do lots of different things in my job in, in an average day. That's really awesome. Uh, I'm curious, uh, what is the kind of training look like for someone, an artist coming into this, I mean, how how do you, how can you prepare someone for this kind of experience? Well, um, any artist that comes to work with us, whether a volunteer or through an arts organization, we have them go through the general volunteer training here at Texas Children's Hospital. So they learn some of the basics, like you know, emergency procedures, fire evacuation, things like that. But um, very important things like infection control mm. and patient confidentiality. You know, they learn those kinds of general things. Then I work with them. I mean, we're such a big hospital, it takes a while just to get people oriented physically to where they are and what That's areas true. they can work in and how to get to different areas. And then uh, we try to help uh, artists, and many of the artists that we have come in have lots of experience working with children, but helping them be successful in, in how to approach a child in an inpatient room. For example, you don't just walk in a room, you knock, you know, you open the door, you introduce yourself, you have to quickly assess, is this a good time? Are there doctors in the room? You know, is a child sleeping? Are there a lot of visitors? And how to, you know, how to get out of that situation if you've interrupted something and, and helping them feel comfortable in an environment that's really very alien to many artists, you know, helping them figure out what activities work well in this kind of setting because we see so many kids, you can't do a lot of activities that require um, a second visit to complete. You have to be able to complete what you do pretty much in a one you know, in one session. Right. So helping them to figure out what activities work well, what supplies work well at bedside. You don't want to take glitter into a hospital bed. Oh, you know, things like that. Exactly. And so it's really kind of helping them be successful in what they do. What, what would you say the feedback from the artists is after they kind of experience the, the uh, hospital work? Do they tell you how it's impacted them? Well, we have many artists that have been with us years because they love coming here. I think it's um, a lot of the artists we work with also work with school-aged children and in classrooms and I think it's a little bit different when you work in very small groups or one-on-one -on -one with a child in that you really can see that you're making an impact and I think frequently in a classroom there's so many children that it's very hard for a teacher to feel like they are an artist, a teaching artist, that they've been very effective but when you're one-on-one -on -one, you know that you have helped a child accomplish something. You helped them finish something. And that's, I think, very rewarding for the artists. We have um, ballerinas that come in from the Houston Ballet. Mm. And they talk about how and what they do professionally, they're so removed from their audience. They're so far away that when they come into the hospital and they can 
get right up close to a child to have their picture taken with a child that it kind of renews for them why they do what they do the passion it kind of brings back the passion for what they do and we have had musicians who come regularly that tell us that their visits in the hospital and this is to quote one of our artists he says his visits to the hospital feed his soul Mm -hmm. and it helps him go on and do what he does professionally i can only imagine because the experience you get with each child will be different and and you really are giving a lot of yourself to really help someone Mm -hmm. else and it's so rare now that you get that direct experience of helping someone Mm -hmm. you know and them helping you and learning from that experience as well and in this setting i think um the artist is someone who can stay with a child for a long period of time and can treat them like a child and not like a patient because our nurses and our physicians and all the healthcare providers come in with an agenda, something they need to get done, and then they leave the room. But an artist can just sit there and be quiet by a child and let the child lead the activity and really get to know the child in a real different way. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, you know, it's kind of a privilege to be an artist that works with these kids. And I don't know if it's even 100% possible to know for sure what this would be, um, but I kind of want to end off, and what do you think the most rewarding part of your job is? I think it's most rewarding to know that as an artist, or when I work with a child, that right then, in that moment, we've made the day better for that child. The reward is, it's tangible it's right there it's not like a job where you work and work and you never see the end result for that moment in that day you know you've made that child's day better and that that really is um a, a something you can't even measure its value because because to brighten someone's day that needs it the most at that point it helps them it helps the person that's brightening their day I, I can only imagine what it would be like to have that job. I really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to come and uh, talk with us and to, to really share um, this experience with us. Um, I feel uh, really grateful, and I know our audience does, so thank, thank you. Thank you, Zach. And uh, we'd like to end today with um, a song also by me, uh, When It Comes From The Heart, which I also wrote when I was 15. And uh, please enjoy it, and uh, thank you for listening to us. strides and all the struggles all the valleys all the hills all the triumphs all the sorrows dedication to your field you're a hero to so many all around the world you're known you have changed the course of history made the world a better home From the heart, it makes all the difference. You spent a lifetime mending hearts. Your healing hands made all the difference. All the lives you've saved, all the people you've touched. When we look back on the past. Most of us have some regrets You should have none You've succeeded In the challenges you
You're a hero to so many all around the world. You're known. You have changed the course of history. Thanks for listening to Purple Songs Can Fly. We'll see you again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. And remember, for more information about the Purple Songs Can Fly project, visit www.purplesongscanfly.org. We'll be back with more music next week.
down here. Swimming with my friends. We kind of look like cows with no legs. The shallow sea is the only place to be. A man of tea. Album of the month. 